you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Oh, the week's not over yet because we haven't done the Stardom Sidham Show. Now we're doing the Stardom Sidham Show. Welcome aboard, everybody. My name is Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. And uh, week seven is upon us. We got injuries. We got buys. How much fun was it to write the Stardom Sidham column this week? Ooh, last Sunday, it took me like two hours just to even find names that I was like, because every name was like, okay, people are either obviously starting this guy or no one wants anything to do with him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's sort of, look, I, I write the sleepers column. It was sort of the same dilemma this week, but uh, we're going to do our best to trudge through the starts and sits and get you some names that are worth either starting or sitting. That's the whole premise of this show. Uh, you want the whole column, you can go check it out at NFL.com slash start sit. We'll have the top ones of the week. We'll tell you who's going to pile up the points. Plus, Laquan Jones will be along a little bit later to give us his top five sleepers of the week. But let's start at the quarterback position. Who are your starts and sits for week six? Brock Purdy giving him another shot. It was just one down game and he got a much better matchup. Geno Smith uh, because Cardinals and I think he is a regression <laughs> candidate. Matthew Stafford in a spot that I like against the Steelers and Sam Howell. One, because he's been reliable and two, because Giants uh, and the sits. Jared Goff doubling down on that one. Kirk Cousins because 49ers and then Gardner Minshew. I know he threw for a lot of yards last week, but it was very ugly getting there. Yeah, Gardner Minshew was rough last week uh, in that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But let's talk about Matthew Stafford going against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's funny because when you watch Stafford, he's been playing pretty well. The fantasy points haven't really correlated. He's always hanging around, you know, 15, 16 points. Hopefully this is a week he goes big. Yeah, I am hoping so as well. And, and the thing that it's exactly what you touched on. Like he's been a very safe floor type of quarterback. I don't think enough people realize that right now he is third in the NFL in passing yards. Uh, it's just been the touchdowns that haven't been there. His 2.6% touchdown rate ranks 27th in the NFL and is the lowest of his career. I think naturally that is going to increase, especially now that you add Cooper cup and Puka Nakua both into the mix and the Steelers, 
They uh they allow some production to quarterbacks. So with six teams on by and lots of injuries, like you said, Stafford is someone that I think you could comfortably start this week. And I just I, I keep you know hoping for big things and hopefully this is the week that we get a twenty point game or more out of Matthew Stafford. On the other side, the former starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams, Jared Goff. He and the Lions are five and one, playing well. Our friend Adam Rank always likes to say that Jared Goff is an indoor cat. This week he's playing outdoors at Baltimore, uh, and that's maybe part of the reason you're sending him yeah that is a big part of the reason uh, i i know last week i said the home road splits and the outdoor thing and jared goff went out and balled out and i get it but i'm gonna double down here because even going back to last season with last week included Goff is still averaging 22 fantasy points per game at home 13 on the road this year specifically it's about an eight point gap but the Ravens defense are a huge reason for this. They allow the fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. They have allowed the third fewest yards amongst through the air amongst teams that have not had their buy yet. I get it. Some of you might not be able to get away because six teams on by and injuries. But if you paired golf with another quarterback that you like, I would go in the other direction. And I would think for most people who drafted Jared Goff, you probably have a second quarterback. So take a look at who that is. And that might be the guy you're considering starting this week. From the guys throwing it to the guys catching it, let's take a look at the list of start-sit wide receivers for Week 7. Amari Cooper, because he is awesome. Terry McLaurin, (laughs) they threw the ball to him a whole bunch last week, so I want him in my lineup. Marquise Brown, also awesome and gets a great matchup. And then Rasheed Rice, I'm still keeping hope alive there. Some sits. Jerry Judy, uh, if you didn't learn last week, you don't want to be starting this guy. Jamison Williams, I know he had the long catch, but he was not on the field a whole bunch last week. And Josh Downs, because I wasn't brave enough to say sit Michael Pittman Jr. because of all the volume he gets, <laughs> but I want no part of starting people against that Browns defense. Apparently, if you're a wide receiver whose name starts with J, you're going to be on the sit side of the <laughs> list this week. So sorry for all you J-named wide receivers. Meanwhile, Amari Cooper starts with an A. He has been an A-lister in fantasy for a good stretch of of the season and possibility of Deshaun Watson back. So he's getting this quarterback back as well this week, which cannot hurt him at all. And in the last four games, he has three times given you at least 15 fantasy points or 14.8 if you want to get technical. And his one down game came with rookie Dorian Thompson Robinson at the starting quarterback. But Cooper He has been targeted on a quarter of his routes this season, and he averages over 16 air yards per target. So he is always a big play threat, which can add up to a lot of fantasy points. And he runs all of his routes out wide where the Colts really, really struggle to cover wide receivers. I'm very excited for Amari Cooper this week. Amari Cooper hopefully continues to cook for the Browns. Meanwhile, down in the desert, uh, I know a lot of us, you and myself, a lot of people were off Marquise Brown. We didn't know how bad the Cardinals might be we didn't know who the quarterback was going to be Hollywood has been a star so far this year and he's got a great matchup against the Seahawks yeah and it might only get better because Kyler Murray returned to practice this week so there's a lot of upside down the road for Marquise Brown and I know he's coming off of a down game but don't overlook the fact that he had 11 targets in that one and he is now topped 16 fantasy points in four of his last five he has a touchdown in three of those 
And that's important because the Seahawks, not only have they allowed the second most fantasy points per game to receivers, they've allowed the third most touchdowns to the position as well. So not only is he a threat for a big play each and every week, he seems like a pretty good chance of uh, catching a touchdown this one. Yeah, uh, I love Marquise Brown this week. I know Michael Wilson also getting a lot of sleeper love from people across fantasy Twitter as well. Uh, We are always looking for a wide receiver connected to the Chiefs offense. This year, it has been a struggle to find one consistently but it appears that uh, we might have a new contender for the wide receiver one in KC. Look, I know you all think I love Kadarius Tony because I do love Kadarius <laughs> Tony, but him and Rasheed Rice are kind of the pointing Spider-Man gif in the fact that they're not always on the field for the Chiefs, but when they are, they try to generate touches for them. The thing, though, is Rasheed Rice is the one that they use downfield and in the red zone, so he is the one that I prefer now for fantasy. Last week, he ran the second most routes amongst Chiefs receivers and had the second most yards on the team. Uh, when he's on the field, 33% of the routes he runs, he gets targeted on. And the Chargers, there's no bat, uh, better matchup for wide receivers. Not only do they allow the most fantasy points per game, they allow a bunch of yards, a lot of touchdowns. I mean, if you've watched a single Chargers game this year, you know that you could start receivers against that defense. Absolutely. In fact, the last six matchups between the Chargers and the Chiefs, an average of 54 combined points between these two teams. They score a lot. And that works works well for your fantasy future. All right. Those are the quarterbacks and the wide receivers, but we're just getting started here. We got tight ends coming up in just a little bit. Plus, time for a vibe check. We'll let you know how we're feeling about some of your biggest fantasy questions. That's coming up next here on the Stardom Sidham Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Start sit tight ends for week seven. Go. Kyle Pitts is back in your yeah, fantasy lives, <laughs> uh, as is George Kittle. Just too much upside to get away. Zach Ertz against the Seahawks and Logan Thomas. I'm going to give him another shot against the Giants. Some sits. Hunter Henry. It has been rough since the first two weeks for him. David Njoku has never really got going this season. 
both Bills guys, they just continue to take away from one another. And Noah fan, I know people might see the Cardinals and think, oh, I could stream against them. They have been extremely stingy to uh, to tight ends this season. Yeah, I mean, I wish we could just merge the two Bills tight ends into one. Like, you know, <laughs> Dalton Knox or Dawson Kincaid or something. I like Dawson have, Kincaid. Right? Like, Dawson Kincaid seems like an action star, actually. <laughs> uh, either way, uh, it would be nice if they could just perform the way we'd like them to. All right, so we're back in our Kyle Pitts nonsense. I look, you're there. I'm the, like, we're all back, right? We're all open to getting hurt again. Arthur Smith, can you just not? Can you just make make it not too bad? Can you just be gentle with us, please? We're fragile. <laughs> <laughs> look, the thing with Kyle Pitts is they're they're throwing him the ball again, and good things happen when you throw one of your best players the football. He has topped 14 fantasy points in two straight games. Actually, found the end zone last week, but in the last month. He has averaged almost uh, 11 fantasy points per game. And I know that might not be what we were hoping for coming into the season, but trust me, it is enough to make him a locked and loaded tight end one. The matchup isn't great on paper, and we were joking before the show that like, yeah, Kyle Pitts, we're going to put him in our lineup. He's going to hurt us again. It is a possibility, but with six teams on by and the state of tight ends and how he's been playing I don't see any way that you could pull Kyle Pitts from your line. I mean, Arthur Smith is doing just enough to get us back in on the Falcons offense. And there's no way that it ends badly. Just not, not possible. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Absolutely. Um, Zach Ertz. We talked about Marquise Brown. We talked about Michael Wilson and their potential this week. Um, Zach Ertz has been sort of up and down, but this feels like a good matchup for him. Yeah, I think we do need to monitor the usage that Trey McBride gets because last week they split routes, uh, snaps, and targets. But Ertz has been a safe floor tight end so far this season. Uh, his high is only 11.6, so he doesn't give you much of a ceiling. But he has topped eight fantasy points in four of six games. He is top six at the tight end position in targets. And again, the, the Seahawks, they haven't given up a ton of production to tight ends. But when the position has been targeted, they are allowing a 103.4 passer rating. That's pretty high. So again, six teams are on by. There's injuries to the position. If you just need a safe output, Zach Ertz feels like your guy. Yeah, I mean, Ertz has been he's been good enough. And again, we, we always say this, the bar is lower for what we consider success. By a tight end. Time now for what we like to call How We Feeling, where we rip through some of the guys we're getting hit up the most about on socialmediawebsite.com and let you know if they should be in your lineups this week. So let's start with a guy who plays his games right next door over at SoFi Stadium, Zach Evans, because I don't know if you noticed, but the Rams are short on running backs right now. Uh, they've been sort of collecting guys who've been sitting on their couches lately. But how do we feel about Zach Evans against the Steelers? He plays his games next door, but only kind of because he only has four <laughs> career touches, uh, carries so far in his career. I want to avoid the Rams backfield if possible. Not only do they have Evans, they brought in Daryl Henderson, who McVeigh was gushing about. They brought in Miles Gaskin, who McVeigh was like, yeah, I don't really know much about him. <laughs> and then they also have Royce Freeman, who apparently has been getting, uh, the first reps on drills this week. This seems like a mess. I have flashbacks to when they did with CJ Anderson a few years ago when we thought it would be John Kelly. I want to take a wait and see approach if possible here. They showed Sean McVay a picture of Miles Gaskin. He went all Kiki Palmer. Sorry to this man. I don't know this man. Uh, Jacoby Myers going against the Chicago Bears. And I feel okay with Jacoby Myers, even though it's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, whether it's Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. This passing game pretty much goes through three guys. It's Devontae Adams. It's Jacoby Myers. It's Josh Jacobs. I think that's going to continue regardless of who the quarterback is. Obviously, the ceiling is lower without Jimmy G throwing the football, but against the Bears defense, I'm willing to take a shot on Jacoby Myers. 
maybe is nothing more than a flex, but I think he's worth a shot in your lineup this week. James Cook, who it seems like he's all the talent in the world, but it just seems like there's a ceiling on his production. How do you feel about him against the Patriots? Uh, Basically everything that you summed up. Uh, I think James Cook is a really talented running back on a per-touch basis. He's been by far the Bills' best runner, but they seem to like this power run style of Latavius Murray, and it's led to two down games uh, in better matchups for James Cook. I think with the buys and everything this week, you probably still have to start him, but... Uh, the matchup is scary. He's a little bit on bus watch this week. Uh, so James Cook uh, making us nervous. Meanwhile, Deontay Johnson is back in our fantasy lives. Hasn't played since week one. And I feel okay about him uh, going against the Rams here in Los Angeles this week. And look, I'm very curious as to how they divide the targets between Johnson, who's been a target magnet in the past, with George Pickens, who is playing very well. If there is a positive, at least in terms of the opportunity, uh, Pat Fryermuth not expected to play. So I think most of the targets you're looking at probably going to Johnson and or Pickens here. Steelers coming off a bye. Hopefully Matt Canada's had some time to maybe draw up some things that are creative. But I do think that Deontay Johnson should be back in your lineup. You've been waiting for a while now, so I don't know what would make you wait any longer uh, to get him back in the lineup. Mention that we're back on our Kyle Pitts nonsense. Are we back on our Drake London nonsense as well against the Buccaneers? I think you could trust Drake London even more than you can trust Kyle Pitts. He's coming off his best game of the season, 125 yards, gave you just under 22 fantasy points and was the wide receiver six. He has now topped 11 fantasy points in four of his last five, showing that he brings a safe floor. The upside has been a lot higher the last two weeks. I don't see any way that Kyle, uh, Arthur Smith could watch this game tape and be like, you know what we need to do? Stop throwing the ball to Drake London. I mean, Matt Collins is right there, and they just <laughs> traded for Van Jefferson, so be careful what you wish for. <laughs> uh, we'll round this out with Joshua Palmer going against the Chiefs in Kansas City. I'm sort of meh on Josh Palmer. Look, right now, it's a lot of the Keenan Allen show. Austin Eckler is back and hopefully a little bit healthier, which, you know, which means he's going to get some targets. Uh, we saw them working in Gerald Everett, Donald Parham getting opportunity. So I think what works for Palmer this week is the potential for volume. These teams score a lot of points when they play each other, which means I think both Herbert and Patrick Mahomes are going to have to throw. So that sort of helps. Uh, the one thing I can say for certain is that Josh Palmer is very much ahead of Quentin Johnston, so you can definitely start him in that respect. But uh, I, I think he's sort of middle of the road. I think he's going to be kind of meh when you talk about him from a fantasy perspective this week. Still to come, we are talking about running backs. Plus, we're going to tell you who will pile up the points this weekend. Stick around for more of the Stardom Stidham Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a look at your start-sit running backs for Week 7. Who do you like, Mike? I like the Packers running backs this week in a good matchup against the Broncos. Same thing with the Colts against the Browns. There's too much upside, I think, to get away from them. Brian Robinson very much so in play against the Giants, as is Ramondre Stevenson after a bounce-back game last week against uh, he gets the Bills this week. Sits. I see the comments where you guys are like, Rashad White's on your sit list every week. Rashad White's a sit again this week in a tough matchup against the Falcons, as is Alexander Madison. I want no part of the... Uh, Ravens running backs against the Lions and the same thing with the Cardinals running backs in a tough matchup against the Seahawks. I mean, if he's putting Rashad White on the sit list every week, maybe he's trying to get you guys to take a hint. Just take the hint. That's all I'm saying right there. Uh, Let's dive into some of these guys individually, though. Brian Robinson continues to be a thing, or maybe it's just that Antonio Gibson is not a thing. (laughs) But uh, Brian Robinson, it feels like he's in a good place against the Giants. Yeah, and he's been in a good spot all year for fantasy managers. Shown to have a very safe floor, topping 13 fantasy points in four of his six games. But he's shown us he could take advantage of good matchups with big fantasy performances. And he gets a great matchup this week against the Giants, who've allowed the third most rushing yards to backs. And if the commanders have a lead, we know they will use Robinson to grind out the clock in the second half. Plus, he gets involved in the passing game. He looks like a must-start option for me this week. So, Brian Robinson on the good side. Same with the Packers running backs. Aaron Jones, who is back and hopefully healthy. Uh, but even uh, Quadzilla, A.J. Dillon, going against the Broncos. Yeah, if Aaron Jones plays for the Packers, I think he should be playing for your fantasy team. But even if he suits up this week, I think everyone's fav- favorite virtual farmer, A.J. Dillon, is in play this week because the matchup against the Broncos is so Good. Uh, There's no better matchup. In fact, the Broncos have allowed the most rushing yards to running backs, the second most rushing touchdowns. They give up an average of 5.9 yards per carry. They've allowed the second most catches, second most receiving yards, most receiving touchdowns, and most fantasy points per game. If you need to summarize all of that, they are very bad at stopping opposing running backs. The Broncos. Ungood in 2023. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, over to Minnesota, where Lynn manuel Miranda's favorite running back, Alexander Madison, seems to have taken the lead over Cam Akers, but that's not enough to make him a start against the 49ers. The thing about Madison is he brings such a safe floor each week, and that's what makes him a useful fantasy running back. The ceiling hasn't been quite what we had hoped, but the floor is certainly lowered this week because of the 49ers. They are one of the toughest matchups for opposing running backs. They've allowed the six fewest rushing yards and just three rushing touchdowns. Plus, they have a high-powered offense on the other side who could score a whole lot of points. It feels kind of similar to when they played the Eagles in week two. The Vikings were in catch-up mode against a strong run defense in Madison. He was held to under five fantasy points in that one. Yeah, I think if you have Alexander Madison, you probably have a contingency plan. Uh, I understand there are a lot of teams on a bye, but, but it's probably easy for you to pivot away from Madison this week. 
We're excited, as always, to be joined by researcher Laquan Jones, who is you rocking the Freddy Krueger today, which uh, is perfect because you got your top five sleepers for the week. Yes, sir. You don't want to sleep on these guys, man. Absolutely not. It'll be or Freddy's going to come get you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. But I mean, I'm going to jump right into it, man. I got Geno Smith versus the Cardinals. This could be his get back game. He's been quiet the last couple of weeks. But man, I really think this is a great matchup for him against the Cardinals defense who are allowing the fourth most passing yards per game this season. He was able to put up 300 yards last week, and the Cardinals have the lowest blitz rate in the NFL right now, so he should be cool, calm, and collected in the pocket and kind of dice up this defense. He also has 110 pass rating versus the blitz, so it's a great opportunity for him to bounce back this week. Next, I've got Wandell Robinson versus the Commanders, who are allowing the second most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. He's the Giants' most reliable wide receiver right now. Targets are earned, and Robinson is earning these targets with a 20% target share since week three. No other wide receiver on the roster has a target share over 10% since then. So most of the time, these teams are going to be looking for their number one option, their number one wide receiver on third down to convert. Robinson has a 33% target share on third down with 10 catches. He's leading the team since week three. So we can possibly stamp him as the wide receiver one for the Giants. Next up, I got my boy Ramondre Stevenson versus the Bills, man. I mean, is he back in starting lineups? Like, can we trust him? But who knows? But he has the upside this week versus the Bills, who've been struggling against running backs the last three games, allowing the third most rushing yards per game with 13 rushes of 10 plus yards. So these running backs have been able to get loose on this Bills defense as of late. And he must have heard the fantasy streets talking last week. He finished RB6. So hopefully with this upside this week, he can keep the ball rolling and we can trust him and put him back in starting lineups every single week. Next up, I got Sam Howell versus this Giants defense. Now, Howell's been decent the last couple of weeks, but he could cash in big against this Giants defense. Howell has six touchdowns, one interception in the last three games, completing 70% of his passes with a 103 pass rating. So he brings the rushing upside to the table, of course, where he's able to avoid the pressure and extend the plays, but he should be fine against this Giants defense, who only have five sacks this season. So Howell shouldn't be rattled in the pocket and should be able to put up some good fantasy points this week. Next up, we're going to get spicy with Kareem Hunt versus the Colts. Now, it's worth noting that Jerome Ford has zero touches in the red zone since week four. Hunt has taken majority of those touches in the red zone, scored his first rushing touchdown this season against a tough 49ers defense last week. The Colts have allowed the third most rushing touchdowns to running backs so far this season, and Hunt had a season high, 71 scrimmage yards last week, so he's getting more involved in this offense as time goes, so I really like him as a sleeper this week. All right, so Kareem Hunt, that is kind of spicy, but uh, I dig it. Spice is what we like to do on this show, which, time now for Club He's the guys we guarantee will score at least 25 fantasy points for you this week. Uh, you got a guy that, look, I am a stand for Tyler Lockett, so I'm all about this right now. Lock it up, man. I got Tyler Lockett this week against the Cardinals. This is a great matchup for him, man. I know it's been up and down for him, but he's going against this Cardinals defense who allowed the most red zone drives so far this season, so teams had a lot of opportunity to score on them. He's also leading this team in red zone and an end zone targets, so it's a great week for Lockett to get back on track, get some traction, put some fantasy points on the board. I mean, he has a history of smoking this Cardinals defense in the past anyway, so he had a couple hundred yard games, seven touchdowns. He's actually averaging 23 fantasy points per game versus the Cardinals since 2020. So it's a great opportunity for Lockett to lock it up and put some points on the board. 
Yeah, lock it against the Cardinals is is money. I feel like I gotta I gotta undo a button or two here to get ready for the club. Uh, I'm going on just vibes here. Look, I don't have a whole lot of stats. I'm saying Jameer Gibbs. Why? Because I want it to be. But also, no David Montgomery. And the last time Montgomery was out, Gibbs had 19 opportunities. And I know people are like, oh. Dan Campbell's going to love Craig Reynolds. He has not been practicing this week. Gibbs is going to be the lead back, and the Ravens are elite at stopping the pass, so I think the Lions will try to keep this one close, keep the ball on the ground. I'm hoping that Gibbs gets to show off his explosiveness, and the first-round rookie breaks out later than we hoped, but I'm hoping that he is showing up to us Sunday night at Club Dub. Well, Tyree Hill has been living in the club pretty much all season yeah. long. He has been to club set one, two, three, four times, including back-to-back weeks. I think he makes it three weeks in a row against a Philadelphia defense that has been struggling. The secondary giving up big plays to wide receivers, and they've got a bunch of injuries in that secondary as well. Not only is Tyree Hill going to show up and get bottle service, he's going to be buying tables for other people too, <laughs> because it's not going to just be Tyree Hill. Jalen Waddle has a chance maybe to get into the club. We're going to see a lot of folks, look, right? Mostert's been hanging out in the club. Oh, yeah. Tua. A whole lot of Tua. whole lot of Dolphins been hanging out in Club Dub this week. And I think the bigger thing is Tyreek Hill, I think, gets to a thousand yards for the season in this game. He needs oh. a buck 86 to do it. I think he does it. No NFL receiver has had a thousand yards in his team's first eight games. Tyreek Hill is at 816 after <laughs> six games. Legitimately a shot to be the first ever wide receiver in NFL history to get a thousand yards in the first eight games of the season. We gotta start giving Tyreek Hill some MVP love, man. Yes. I know I know two is getting it, but Tyreek Hill deserves to be in that conversation. Should absolutely do it. He's certainly been the MVP of Club Dub. And I know the MVP of a lot of fantasy rosters so far this season. You, however, are the MVP of this show because you've been hanging out with us and watching and engaging. We appreciate all of the love that you have been giving this show. In the meantime, that'll do it for this edition of the Stardom Sidham Show for Laquan Jones, for Michael F. Florio. I am Marcus Grant. Thanks for checking us out. Enjoy week seven, everybody. And we'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody. 
and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moment of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.